ah, this, I, I gotta, I gotta reevaluate here. It's the unofficial, unexpected, and unfiltered Canadian motocross race review featuring Ryan the Newf Lockhart and Ryan Gold with your host, Ken Ken. Welcome everybody to the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered Podcast. My name is Ken Ken, and as usual, we have the Canadian Motocross personalities that everybody knows and loves, Galdi and Noof. Uh, Noof, you were kind of following me and Galdi uh, this weekend while we were out on our adventures. Uh, you didn't really have much going on. What uh, <laughs> Did you get some grass put in? What, what were you doing this weekend? I had a severe case of FOMO, Ken, and I <laughs> yeah. told you guys that through the, through the group chat. What is FOMO? What's that? Fear of, Fear missing, of out. missing out. Oh, no, I've seen people post that. I'm like, what's that mean? Okay, there we go. Nice. Well, we know who the old guy is on the phone now, eh, Ken? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a yeah, vet, I vet chaser. I was jealous from the uh, from the moment that once the um, uh, France, uh, I guess called hangover, was gone, I'm like, get Millville, uh, Southwick, riding, Good weather, beers, buddies, barbecues, talks. I struggled. I struggled. I struggled big time this weekend. So I was pretty depressed seeing your guys' uh, Instagram story. Well, not. I mean, I there wasn't a lot from Ken. There was some, <laughs> but um, yeah, it looks like you boys had a good weekend. Um, I, we met, I missed you. I mean, you you didn't even tell me that you were bailing. I actually assumed you were still going to show up. You never actually said that you were out. <laughs> <laughs> that's not like you you're, you're, you said uh, a week after Walden I said hey let's get this organized you're like give me a week and I haven't heard from you since other than the podcast because I'll be honest with you this is what I do and this is what I'm famous for and Galdi you're kind of the same way um, I guess the difference is with you is that you're I mean you're busy obviously you got three kids and a wife I got two kids and a wife but I also have a nine to five that I got to come to work. So I take on all these things and I commit and I say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then all of a sudden time sneaks up. I haven't told anybody yet what I'm doing as far as work, uh, as far as wife and then fucking life comes crashing down in a hurry. So, <laughs> so Ken, uh, what I just got out of that is I heard this nine to five thing. Was he not on the road for like six weeks and then another 12 day trip to France. Yep. What, yeah. What kind of nine that. to five job allows that much, that much vacation time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then there was the, you know, the, of course the three or four day trips to the nationals at, at West and, and other than camp loops, of course, but I just, I'm curious. I don't, is nine to five at West different than nine to five in like regular world. <laughs> Sorry, my friend, Ryan, I just was curious. So how's that works? <laughs> well, the great folks at Matrix Concepts Canada seem to uh, understand, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, you are the greatest salesman in Canadian history. That's, I think, okay. why why you're able to do what you do. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, what a, I had a I had a blast this weekend. I, I can I, I mean, you weren't you weren't very Mister Huge Post. You did a lot more than I thought you were gonna. Really, which was nice. <laughs> but uh, it looked like it looked pretty. It looked a little muddy on the Friday. It looked scary for yeah everybody that was posting. I'm like, I was kind of giggling. Because uh, original timeline is that this whole idea we were all going. Ken was in, I was in, Noof was in, Steve was in, Diggs was in, 
We're all going to Southwick. I'm bringing the trailer. Ken's going to fly in. We're going to drive across um, and all this kind of good things. And then I was the only one that made it with yeah. a couple other couple other new buddies. And I even brought a buddy that didn't make it as well. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay, before we get into the adventures, boys, let's thank our the wonderful people that help us out here. KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas Canada. Thank you so much to Allison and the gang over there, JSR and Adrian, everybody that believes in the Canadian motocross unfiltered podcast uh, setting. And uh, like I said, this past weekend, we went on some adventures. I saw tons of KTMs, the Purity Performance and Adventure Extreme, and Husqvarna, Simple, Progressive, Accessible, and Dynamic, and Gas Gas, the daring, capable, vibrant, and inviting brand. Um, it was uh, Neville Bradshaw on a 250 two-stroke Gas Gas down there that was ripping. Uh, it was kind of fun to watch him go, and as well as... Uh, uh, Brad Anderson riding a gas gas down there. Uh, Race Tech. Race Tech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company with over 35 years of providing factory level suspension to the everyday rider. Did you know that you can get the same great product settings and services that Race Tech offers locally to you with a tuner you can drive to and likely see at your local racetracks? That is our guy, Charlie Johnston at CJR Suspension. All Race Tech products are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. And Ken could have had the chance to meet the guy that actually cut the check to us <laughs> this past weekend, but apparently he didn't see checkers. And for anybody, I didn't even know checkers, he was there. He's well, you've got him on Twitter, bro. Okay, he tweets a lot. Yeah, I guess. And he was there, and he's a very he's a large fella. It's hard to miss. Large yeah, I, jolly I fella. What's like what's what? Yeah. Uh, he might. I don't know if you, if you saw him. He said he crashed. I was reading his tweet. He said he had a big crash. So he might have been one of the guys that caused a red flag in one of the practices. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know that part. But uh, and before and before he crashed, he would have been the guy doing the air wheelies. That's what he's famous yeah, for. Famous yeah, famous for the air I've wheelies. Seen pictures. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bristol Coachworks custom moto van builds right here in Canada. Whether they are full on builds or just accessories for making basic moto vans for the weekend warrior. Uh, they've made the Hubert Monster Energy Kawasaki rig, uh, the, the Sprinter a few years ago, or the current Sprinter that Ryder McNabb gets to drive around, and the front lounge on the Honda Canada GDR rig. Uh, check those things out when you go to the track. Uh, RV repairs and refurbishment, full upholstery division to do boat and vehicle interiors, and a 55-foot-long paint booth uh, for commercial trucks and vehicles. Follow them on Instagram and YouTube, at Bristol Coachworks, and callismoto.com, Canadian brand, focused on the ride, fueled by passion. 100% of the proceeds go directly back into the sport. And um, I'm pretty sure both of you guys saw it. But that video that Callis just put out about opening up the Pleasant Valley track, I guess it's been closed for a bit. That was a really cool video, ain't it? It was, yeah. And I mean, I've known Mitch for 20 years plus. I've never seen Robbie Cook go on video before. (laughs) Yeah, no, right? Right? Yeah. That was even more uh, interesting. I wasn't sure where the video was going. And then, and then, yeah, old Robbie getting on there. Um, That was a really, yeah, that was really well done. That was super cool, actually. Um, So, Noof, maybe we'll let you start with the question since you had to sit from the the couch. Maybe start with Ken. Um, and get his thoughts and you know you can kind of host it a little bit from here on out because again you were had this FOMO apparently this new uh, this new thing that I just learned. <laughs> it's all going to be using FOMO everywhere on yeah. the internet. <laughs> yeah, well, I want to back it right up with Ken. We'll get into his story first because I find it the most intriguing because I uh, <laughs> follow along as with Galdi. He's a little more active on the social story, so you can kind of live through the Instagram a little bit. Um, Ken, I want you to back it right up to the day you left. Tell us what day you left, how you got there, vehicle you drove, border, 
track, uh, what it was like pulling into Millville. Who'd you talk to? Give us the full Coles notes. Okay. Well, before even leaving for the trip, I guess, talk about the reason that I decided to go. Uh, When I found out that you guys had a bet that I wouldn't go, that kind of got a fire lit under my butt. And since Noof, you took a hundred bucks from me in the Pulp MX Fantasy, I, I thought maybe it'd be good to to get you to have to pay Galdi for that. So that made me decide that it was actually time to go and get out there and do something. I was a little hesitant because uh, as I'm positive we'll get into, uh, I don't have a very good bike at the moment. I have a, a 450 <laughs> that's in the garage and it blew up and I ripped it all apart. And then in the meantime, I bought a snow bike kit. So I've kind of just been focusing on turning that into a snow bike. So my secondary bike is the... Uh, 2001 CR125, which we'll get into <laughs> shortly, I'm sure. <laughs> which which is, <laughs> That's only 22 years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was definitely not the right bike to bring, um, which, we'll, which we'll talk about. But when it came to leaving, uh, so it was a pretty hectic weekend. Uh, Monday, yesterday was my first day back at work. I'm sure the listeners know I work seasonal work. Not really seasonal. I work for a college, so... I get summers off and Monday is my first day of work. So obviously that's not the best time to, to head out on a vacation, but, or a trip, but, uh, it was when the trip was, so I decided to take it. So on Wednesday, I drove out to Esther Hazy, Saskatchewan, which is about four hours away from where I live. Got some work done there. My wife was still here in Hanley where I, where I live and I had everything loaded up. She hopped in the truck and met me at her sister's house, who's lives basically right on the Saskatchewan, uh, North Dakota border. Uh, we spent the night there, crossed the border. Everything went smoothly crossing in. Uh, I found out on the way back through that I skipped a few steps in that process. <laughs> when you're, <laughs> I've never uh, driven to the United States. I've only ever flown, so I didn't, uh, and I've never had to take anything of extreme value. Well, not extreme value. Extreme what, what, value. <laughs> high, higher value than a pair of jeans, I guess I should say. <laughs> and... Uh, Apparently you're supposed to tell them that you're going to be bringing that, you're taking a bike through and you're going to be bringing it back. And they give you a card that, that lets the Canadian border authority know that you didn't just go down there and buy that bike there. So uh-huh. that ended up being a problem on the way back through. Um, but like I said, everything went smooth on the way down. So we crossed the border. It was about, uh, from where we stayed on Thursday night on Friday, it was about, uh, 13 hours of driving. Uh, we got to Rochester at, seven or eight o'clock at night spent the night headed out to the track actually the hotel we stayed in was pretty awesome it had a a pool and hot tub that was usually when you go to a hotel the pool is open for like six hours during the day closes at eight o'clock this one was open till midnight and it it opened up at six in the morning so that was awesome nice lots of of time in the hot tub love time with the old lady i like it no kids right no kids yeah yeah we had a good time Yeah, there was some extra clean, curriculars. Be that hot tub, eh? <laughs> well, there was cameras in there, so we didn't get too frisky in the tub. But oh, uh, that'll be that'll be online here soon. <laughs> uh, so then Saturday morning, headed out to the track just by chance. The first, basically, the first thing I did, I just kind of walked to look at the track, and and Mathis just happened to be strolling across the infield, so I grabbed him. I uh, brought a, a three pack of Hawkins cheesies there for him, just to kind of grease the wheels and get to know him a little bit. Um, talked to him for a little bit. Uh, when I pulled up, you know, you see things on TV and it, it looks kind of steep and hilly and stuff. But the first thing I noticed was like, I was seriously concerned that I wouldn't be able to, to ride the track. Everything is, (laughs) you guys know, I'm not very good. Like I'm, I'm a vet C on a good day. 
seriously um, concerned seriously concerned. <laughs> well because well, I, I had been listening to the pulp show and they said that they were going to do halfway up mount martin which i was like ah I'm 238 pounds on a CR-125. I probably won't be able to make it up that hill. That was the first one. And then the jumps obviously looked bigger. One thing that was weird to me was the, the sand whoops were way less intimidating than I thought. That was probably my favorite part of the whole track. Yeah. Um, obviously, they knocked them down for a ride. Like, it was all very mild. But I, to me, watching them on TV, they looked three times longer than they actually were. But I guess when you're on a bike... You're just kind of well, focusing on 10 feet in front of you. As fast as you're going, too, yeah. right? As fast yeah. as you're going on that. Yeah. One, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I talked to Steve and I kind of let him know that I was concerned that I wouldn't. And I was also concerned <laughs> riding with good, good people, people who were way faster than me. I didn't want to get landed on things like that. And he just kind of gave me a few pointers like, no, nah, just you're fine. Just stay to the right. You're not stay to the right. Stay to the side. Be aware of people around you. You hear somebody coming up fast. Get out of the way you'll be fine. Go try it out. So I went geared up, hopped on the bike, went out there. And the first ride of the day was just open. Like everybody, whoever wanted to go could go. Right. Right. They didn't have it split up by classes and, uh, it was really muddy, but you could kind of just plow through it, went through the rollers or whoops or whatever you want to call them. And then I think it's the chatapult. I think when you come around that corner, the, the, the chatapult's the next one. And then there's a, a, a bigger jump after that. I made it over the chatapult, no problem, but I tried to double because it's like kind of a little triple. I tried to double and just nosed into the mud on the other side and bounced my chest off the handlebars, went down the other side and then proceeded to make it halfway up the jump that's after the chatapult and just got stuck. <laughs> so I was, I was the first uh, flashing yellow light and siren of the day. Uh, people who were there will probably notice this, the guy in the big purple gear. My wife said I look like Grimace. Stuck in the middle of the track. I kind of worked my way back down. Tried it again. Went, did the same thing. Basically same route. Made it up the second time. Finished one lap and it was so muddy. I was just like, ah, this, I, I, I gotta, I gotta reevaluate here. So I headed back to the, <laughs> to the truck and just kind of hung out for a little bit. And I knew they were going to be separating classes. I did one lap on the, on the first one. I did one lap because there was guys that were way faster than me. I was getting stuck. There was people everywhere. I was like, you know what? I'll, I'm going to wait for the separated classes and let, let the track dry out a little bit. His wife's like, we just drove. 15 <laughs> That's exactly hours what she said. Yeah. For Grimace to do one lap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. so, so hold on. Let, let's take a pause here for a second. So, so you smash your chest off the bars. So does this not make sense to why you should have a bar pattern on the bike? Oh, no. yes, yes, that's that became very clear at that moment. Yep. Very clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, so we're waiting. So we're waiting now for separated practice. Yeah. Yeah. So then they, the way they had it run was A and B first, and then vet A, B, and then uh, vet C or C, vet C, and women was the third one. That was my group. Uh, so I just went and watched. Women? Kind of, you watched, went with the women. There was, I think there was one lady there that okay. was riding around. <laughs> I did pass her. Did She's you, the only one I passed. I was going to say, did you beat her at least? <laughs> yeah. Uh, every, no. Yeah. I think that was the only person I passed the whole day other than people. Nice. That crashed, nice. But, That's all right though. Uh, I guess in between the, in between the rides that I was able to hit the track, I went and at that point I was just walking around and I was, noticed that there were some pro riders there like RV and Pike were sitting there talking and I just went up and just talked to them. I didn't really, obviously I didn't inter introduce myself. They wouldn't have a clue who the fuck I was anyways, but talked to him, asked how they're going, asked Pike what, what he's up to and stuff like that. 
then went back to the truck. My wife decided that she had had enough of watching me do one lap at a time. Well, lap and a half, I guess we're being honest, but, uh, so she just took off. She went shopping and I just kind of hung out there and (laughs) wandered around. She just left you there. Yeah. She left me there. No truck. So I was just sitting there and, uh, that's one thing I'll say about Millville or just, I guess Americans in general, man, those people are like Canada gets a, a reputation for being really friendly and polite and stuff. Maybe polite is true, but I think Canadians are probably less friendly. Like the amount of people that just walked, cause I was just sitting underneath a easy up on, in a chair. The amount of people that just walked up and quizzed me on my old piece of shit bike and just asked me questions where I was from, all that stuff. That was kind of cool just to talk to I don't know. It doesn't mean that people. they're friendlier. They're just curious of what the fuck this six and a half foot tall grimace looking guy <laughs> riding a 25 year old bike is. And, and then they're like, oh, now we know why he got stuck and why he's here by himself. And uh, no, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's another thing. So I went out and bought a, because I was like, well, it's pretty sandy there. So I went out and bought a scoop tire about three weeks ago. And just got busy, like work was coming up. So I was doing lots of prep work and just family stuff and Thanksgiving, all that stuff. Never got a chance to put it on. So I was like, I'll just bring it. I'll bring tire spoons and some tubes and stuff and throw it on there. And I forgot it. So I had this (laughs) semi, it's not bald, but it's definitely time to retire the tire that's on there. So on top of it being muddy, a CR125, 240 pound guy, I didn't have a very good tire on there as well, but, um, that, that was frustrating. I was really annoyed with myself when I got there. Um, came time that they were sending people back out on the track and my class came up. So I went out and this time after the, the open practice, they took the dozers and bobcats and stuff and cleaned all that, that top layer of mud off and kind of worked everything in. And then the second time out there, it was, it was amazing. I was kind of surprised that it wasn't as sandy as you think, but I guess because it was so wet that maybe when, if it had dried out, it probably would have became more of a sandy consistency. Well, they, they wouldn't have gone so deep, right? To try yeah. to keep the water on the top so they could take the top layer off and okay. it stopped raining and then they're down to that. That's mm-hmm. what they would do. I was kind of hoping it would be a little more sandy because like I said, the only motocross track I've ever really ridden at any length, I've, I've ridden a few here and there, just when I go to visit people that have tracks in their in their area, is these, the Saskatoon track, which is basically just pure sand. So. I'm a little more comfortable on sand, way more comfortable on sand than I am in ruts, but hard pack I can deal with. But, uh, the thing I noticed right away is I have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to a rut. Okay. <laughs> let's get off of this riding ability. We know you're right. Okay. You struggled. Let you struggle. Yeah. Let's, let's talk okay. about the experience of the event. Like, oh, there was people selling stuff and people set up and not really and like that. No, part there was like, just was, like the, oh. the main concession. Uh, no, no. I mean, like I thought I saw a fly was there. Like yeah, they had displays. Yeah. Yamaha, Yamaha had the big display, but they weren't doing the the test rides yet or the demo demo rides. Oh, they they only did that on Sunday. Yamaha. But when oh, I was talking okay. to Steve later in the day, he's he's like, "You ride a 125." I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, <laughs> you should have came and talked to me. A, you could have took one of the demo bikes. I could have talked to somebody and got you one. Or B, you could have just borrowed mine." I was like, "Yeah, well, I guess so." Yeah. But we know one thing that I'm not the kind of guy to just walk up and, and ask to borrow something. So we know that we've yeah. learned that over the last two years. Yeah. <laughs> when I, when I got uh, uh heat stroke because I was too shy to go up and ask for a bottle of water, but. Um... <laughs> Ken Ken dies because he's too shy at freaking uh, Manitoba. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, honestly, that guy that was helping you, Newfoundland Galdi. Well, unfortunately, he passed away uh, in the sun because <laughs> he wouldn't ask yeah. anybody for a, a bottle of water. Not yeah. even Newf, who was there that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Um, uh, so did you end up staying for the pulp show or no? You, no, you we didn't because started... pulp show didn't start till seven o'clock, so it wouldn't have ended till yeah, 10, yeah. And we were yeah. staying a few hours away, so that just didn't really work out. I, 
we tried to stick around because I had heard it was at six and I was like, okay, we'll stay around for maybe watch the first hour. And then, um, so, um, did you, who, who was the coolest guy that you met outside of Mathis? Did you meet Bradshaw? No, I didn't. Again, I, Oh my God, Ken. <laughs> I, I don't know what these people look like is my problem. Like I don't, I, I follow the racing and I read magazine stuff. If I would have known it was Bradshaw, I would have went up and talked to him. But then what, like, what, what am I going to say to Damon Bradshaw? Hey, Damon, my name's Ken. Look at this piece of shit bike I have. He giggles. You guys laugh together. Yeah. Oh, man, you used to be pretty sick. What are you up to now? How's life? Oh, right on. You got kids. Oh, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to do monster trucks. Well, yeah, I'm a monster, and I barely fit in this car that I drive at home. <laughs> it's pretty entertaining. I work with these two Canadian guys. Like, yeah. I literally, I, the conversation just flows. I picture For Ken you, it does. Yeah. I, I picture Ken leaving Millville after this and <laughs> swearing at himself <laughs> for the things that he didn't do. Yes, every event I go to, I do yeah. that. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a, a general thing. And then, yeah, you're like talking to yourself in anger that you missed out. <laughs> I, I get it. I I know a lot of people probably don't think this, but I'm shy too, and I I get that. But gotta just power through. Yeah, I know. I got to just power. Like, I, I didn't even really talk to Kiefer, which that that was the one that I was really pissed off at myself. Because, But every time I'd get a chance, he'd be sitting there talking to, like, four guys. And, you'd, like, you just stroll up to a group of four guys and introduce yourself to one of them. Yeah, that's that's kind of weird. Yeah, but, yeah. No, it's not. You go, hey, guys, so I interrupt. I know you're talking. Chris Kiefer, love everything you do. Just wanted to shake your hand. Awesome to meet you, man. If you get some time, I'm parked over there. You guys have fun. Good talking to you, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, like, that, that would have been like ideal. I, could, I feel like I could give you, like, a... Um, I could be your coach. Like I could be your life coach. Ken. I think I need it. Yeah, I, I'll take it. <laughs> and then Nuke can be my riding coach. Yeah. So, there you go. so 20, 26 hours of driving, probably roughly round trip Ken, yep. or more. Yeah. Well, it's a little weird because I did, I mixed it in with my work trip, but yeah, yeah, I would say on average, just the motocross part was 26, but then there was probably five or six more hours. Cause I had to add, add work in well, let's there. Let's call it 30 hours, 30 hours of driving how many laps did you do in total? 12 at most 12. Cause they're only 10 minute sessions and they're like, I skipped the first one basically. Well, you get and, stuck. You yeah, I got stuck. stuck. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, after that first ride, I was like, I might get four laps in on this thing. Yeah. But once it like I said, once it dried out, everything became a lot more enjoyable. Well, luckily that we got some budget left, Kenny, we're going to float you some gas money and, and uh, maybe some, <laughs> some, uh, Therapy uh, well, no, not therapy. Like, uh, not even a life coach. Just uh, how to talk, how to approach people. I don't know what that's called. Just some sort of like, we'll find someone in Saskatchewan that can help you out there. Okay, yeah, good. Um, Tell me uh, how did your did your wife enjoy it? Other than the you know watching yep. her husband. Yeah, it was good. Like she only left for an hour. She came back. She was basically just gone while I was kind of just sitting there waiting for my next okay. ride to come in. She got. She came back. I was out on the track. Did she buy you anything? No, no, she didn't buy me anything. Was there food vendors there or did you have to bring food? There, there, there was no trucks or anything. Like I remember when Mathis was talking about it, he said there was going to be vendor trucks and stuff, but there was the, the Millville concession was open. Um, okay. I didn't eat anything. I, I, I've, again, I'm weird. You guys know this. I don't really eat during the day. <laughs> I usually eat breakfast in the morning and then supper at night and that's it. Oh God. I can't, you're, you are a national treasure for this show. <laughs> like seriously, I'm the mouthpiece. Snoof is the industry guy. And you're just like, I love it. This is amazing. This is an amazing weekend uh, for you. I'm so proud was, of you. Yeah. Did so you have proud to, of you. Um, when you pulled into uh, these are weird questions, but when you pulled into the <laughs> into the gate, like 
was anybody like, well, do you, are you like, how did they know you were allowed to be here? Or was uh, just, well, oh, yeah, I had the golden ticket. Matha sent me the, uh, the email oh, that yeah. said Ken Cat and plus one. And they just, they didn't check ID or anything. I just showed them the email. They're like, yeah, go in. Okay, yeah. cool. You're in. That's it. Yeah. Nice. Oh. There was a gate fee and nice. stuff. Obviously there's a gate fee cause they, the track has to make some money to run things yeah. and have people there and stuff too. So. Oh, even for, even for the Saturday, there was a gate fee. Yep. Oh, I thought that was kind yeah, of, a and then there was Steve. a to ride. It was, I think it was only 10 bucks to get into the track. Like if you were, right. if you were just going to watch, it was 10 bucks or whatever. That's cheap. And then I think it was 40 bucks to, to ride, which was so fine. Was um, well worth it. Oh yeah. No, hundred percent, man. Uh, what, what do you got left for us? What did you have any sort of other funny instances mm. other than the border? Uh, no, other than, uh, Dark side blew past me and absolutely annihilated me with roost, but that's about it. Oh, the only, the only person that I actually recognized on the track, I think Steve would have been out in the same, same practices. So he probably passed me at some point. I just didn't, uh, I'm, the I'm, one I, I noticed I was dark side. Cause oh, I was definitely in his way and he was kind of revving. And then once he got past me, he just blew past dark me and side it was throwing, right on the hill where back. I got, where I got stuck is where he passed me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I picture Ken riding Noof and you know how you teach your, your kid, our kids like, Hey guys, look forward, look up. I feel like he's just staring at that old one front fender, mm-hmm. just like locked on it and has yeah. no idea who is around or what. Well, that's something I was, I was thinking about too. When I was riding, I was like, I've never <laughs> once had a person tell me, like, give me even a tip. I've never ha- obviously had a lesson, but even like my buddies that I ride with, they just like, yeah, figure it out. No, nobody tells me anything. <laughs> Nobody's ever told me anything. So I just do well, whatever feels know. right. Right. I didn't know about the handlebars or the, yeah, the chest into the handlebar situation. But I, my, my point was, is that you wouldn't be able to see anything with how low that visor was on that Fox helmet. Um, that's, it's not adjustable. And the, and the goggle strap, but maybe that was caused by okay. the, the handlebars to the chest. Okay. I'm going to address the goggle strap first. So what happened there was I wanted to get a picture and my wife said, do you want your helmet in front of you? I said, yes, that's a good idea. We'll get the callus logo because they sponsor us they're nice enough to sponsor us we want to get it in there and my wife put my goggle strap on and just put the helmet in front of me that's not how i ride with my goggle strap i'm I'm very cognizant of it that's one thing that like you know everybody has their little tick before they go riding and you check your gloves check your that's the one thing that i always screw around with is my goggle strap i make sure it's right in the exact same spot every time and it's just above the hump on the back of the helmet and straight (laughs) so that the logo is straight that's something i'm i'm actually kind of anal about but then I as soon chose, as I posted that picture, I looked at it, I was like, oh man, I'm going to yeah. hear about that. Well, when you tweeted that photo, because I'm the one that said, we're not sure Ken's even there because we haven't seen yeah. any proof or whatever. And that's why I, and then I got the picture, just to, just for that. Picture, yeah. And then I looked at it and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to choose to ignore this. I'm going to choose to ignore <laughs> this, but then somebody else already beat, beat me too. No, I, I jumped in before anybody had a chance to comment, which oh, I feel right, vindicates did, yeah. me a little bit, but yeah. Oh. And what was the other thing, I, the, the the bar pad? Well, the bar pad, I mean, that is kind of, I, I don't, I mean. I don't know. I just, I <laughs> rebuilt that bike this year. And when I was taking things apart, I just lost it. I don't know where it went. I'm going to send you a rental bar pad. Okay. No blue, choice. please. Uh, no, good. red. red. I, I, yeah, blue. Because <laughs> the other guy was concerned about the blue on the red Honda, but it made sense after you uh, yeah. kind of explained it. But yeah. Was does the the blue on the bike match the blue coming out of the exhaust with all the carbon in it? <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. It's about the same color. Oh my and god! Going up Mount Martin, I know that you didn't ride it, but going up Mount Martin, just, <laughs> <laughs> blue coming out the back. 
<laughs> Look at that guy. Look at the fog machine going up the hill. Well, there. Oh my I will God. tell you when I was riding, every time I would go past like the main viewing area, I felt like there was more people looking at me and pointing than there probably should have been. So, yeah. Uh, uh, I John at an 01 025 <laughs> just bog dogging it up and down the Oh, like that. It's We're gorgeous. gonna check this guy's ticket to see if he's actually allowed. Yeah. Did this guy just come out of the bushes? Where did this guy come from? <laughs> oh. What did you take down there? The V dub and a trailer, or do you have a no truck? We just I just loaded it in the truck. Oh, okay, you got truck. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure what you took down there. Uh that's just that's straight up gold old right there i mean i don't think we could have painted a better picture if we were there ourselves mm -hmm. for it except maybe getting a little more content of ken riding why i would have been all over you with the pictures well i do have videos i just i chose not to post them oh we need to see <laughs> oh you have to share I'll, those ken you i'll have send to them to share those. i'll send them to you and if you guys post them i guess i won't get mad but <laughs> well i'm telling you right now if you send them they're gonna get posted so you're that's, okay yeah like i don't like i don't know if you recall the picture that new sent us he says hey don't use that and yeah. I used it anyway. For, <laughs> yeah, that's and, true. But I, I I did cover up his his bum bum. Yeah. Um, so it was it was it worked well. Yeah, my um, wife was mad about that. She's like, "Oh, you're over in France pulling your pants down." I'm like, hey, "You're taking a piss." You're taking a pee. I know. <laughs> but it turned into me pulling my pants down in front of a bunch of people. Well, you all the servants at the castle. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> oh, uh, that's priceless. Ken, I'm I'm proud of you. You left the province. You and your yep. wife had a good time. By the sounds of it, uh, it was it was awesome. That was did you, best did you trip have a I've nice meal at all? Years. A nice meal somewhere? Sit down, and have a nice meal. Not really, because the we got to Rochester too late to to Not really go out for really. supper, and then we were stayed at the track until it was too late, and just ended up getting fast food driving to the hotel, and then we're just on the road the rest of the time. Yeah, we just had fast food the whole Lots time. Lots of bonding. Yeah, Lots it was fun. Of bonding. And, like no fights. I've never gone on a trip like that and just never gotten any arguments or anything like that. Except for one time we were driving home and uh, we were passing a, a house. They were moving a house down the road and the siding blew off of the house right in front of us. And I told my wife to go in the ditch because I thought there might be some nails and stuff on the siding and she got mad at me. That was the only fight we had. Like that was on this trip? That was on this trip, yep. Oh, I was going to say there's no fighting, Ken, and I'm pretty sure the common denominator with that is no children. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. The kids are the only reason why me and my wife fight when yeah. we're on any tour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm proud of you, Kenny. Way to go. Now we now this is kind of a buildup. This is like, you know, you're, you're, you've gone to the, mm -hmm. the winter formal, and now we're going to get you ready for the Halloween haunt dance, and <laughs> then we're going to get you ready for prom coming up to another big event yeah. here. This is, yeah, we got you dialed. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's get the halfway boys in here. Uh, Renegade Fuel, racers that win, pour it in. Hall Race Fuel, passionate about racing with the roots to prove it. Thank you so much to uh, Blake Hall for putting that one together. Gopher Dunes, largest off-road recreational park and multiple tracks and trails in Canada. Learn to ride with our Honda Red Rider program and the pro shop with great stock on parts, accessories, and the service department. I'm actually going to go for dunes this weekend, the adjacent property for a, um, a vintage and vet fun event. It actually is going to be pretty freaking cool. Ross Peterson, Glenn Nicholson, Doug Hoover, Serge Gregoire, uh, Scotty Lockhart is coming. Um, Lawrence Hacking putting it together. A bunch of old names that Ken probably has no idea no. who they are other than Ross Peterson. Um, but uh, it's going to be a uh, – <coughs> sorry, guys. It's going to be a hoot down there uh, this weekend. I'm going to do some, uh, I'm, I'm going to be the MC for the event. And obviously we'll just have some, some beers and some food and some laughs, talking some stories with a bunch of guys that are even way before my time that kind of paved the sport for, to put us where we are today. 
And uh, Noof, I'm sure this read will be good because you probably sat all weekend on the phone selling product from Matrix Concepts Canada. No, nine to five, Monday <laughs> to Friday is all I work around here. Um, okay. As you know. But uh, matrixconcepts.ca, we're going to get Ken a brand new Renthal bar pad, one of the brands that we uh, <laughs> that we sell. Uh, save his chest next time he's in Millville <laughs> going over the handlebars. Uh, Works Connection, Mobius, 100% Strider. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Matrix Concepts Canada, uh, matrixconcepts.ca, online catalog. And uh, yeah, check it out for the latest and greatest of uh, brand leaders in their categories. Good times. Ken, I'm very pumped that you made it down there, buddy. I'm stoked that that worked out for yeah, you. And uh, you got to sort of meet a couple of people. Mm. Uh, you said you, you, you're like, oh, I ran into Steve and uh, wanted, you know, have you not met him before? No, you guys keep acting like me and him are friends or something. I You're the one I'm, that said that. No, I, I said I, I wrote two articles for video game reviews and I just asked him, I emailed him. Same thing I did with Noof to get this whole thing going. I just said, oh hey, can I for free, can I write these video game reviews? Because that's something I like doing. Well, I actually don't really do it anymore, but it's too hard. That was before kids. Yeah, and that's am all. I, am I like having dementia here i don't ever remember anything about video game reviews oh yeah ever. no i i do remember that being part of it but the whole joke was is that he's been friends with steve longer than we have well i the way i read it was that they went on vacation together him and, Katie <laughs> and his wife and they were drinking margaritas on the beach no. that's, the, that's how i took it i i, I feel the same way i was just yeah. an annoying fan that pestered him for a few years and he was nice enough to let me do stuff mm -hmm. i also did uh best of pulp there was two shows that he used to have on the app one was just like at the end of the year, I would just kind of cut all the stuff together and Ken, keep it Ken's the reason why Steve has this thing about not allowing listeners to go on a bicycle ride with him or go meet him at the track <laughs> yeah, ride. Exactly. Yeah. Ken, the opposite that of friends. That, that started this many years ago. <laughs> from mail, sends a mail to his mailbox. Uh, oh, geez. With funky letters, like some sort of uh, serial killer or something. Oh, that's gold right there. So, well, let's, uh, let's dive into the wick, Goldie. Mm -hmm. I think you're, your trip was uh, equally as exciting right from the get-go with the with the border and, and going to another iconic track, um, Southwick 338. Let's hear it. Yeah, uh, pretty pumped. Um, obviously, a little bummed it didn't come together with the original plan, With like we kind of talked about at the beginning. It was supposed to be Steve Mathis, Ryan Lockhart, Derek Schuster, Ken, and I were going to take my trailer and uh, have this extravagant long trip. We could have done a show, blah, 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 blah. Everybody bailed except me, the man of his word. That's what I do. I'm a man of my word. Um, and I brought a couple of buddies with me, Darcy Quinlan and Kyle Burke. Um, and then once this started kind of gaining traction, my buddy Kenny Clark, hammer as I know him, and if you know him too, yeah. um, vet guy over 50 years old, old vet guy. He's like, I got a goal. It's going to be the best thing. And for my buddy Kenny, he is probably the biggest bailer you've ever met. I want to go, and then oh, I'm out. I'm out all the time. We goon, him, we goon him, he must have so much money in the bank because he only spends about $10 to go to uh, work and back with gas because he never leaves a 10-kilometer radius of his life. So we're always busting his chops with that. But anyway, he gets his bike already. He doesn't even race my last ammo event because it was a bit cold, a bit muddy. He's like, I don't want to burn the clutch, man, and wreck my bike. I'm so pumped on Southwick. So uh, Darcy comes to my house. Hammer comes to my house. We load up the trailer. We leave Wednesday night. Actually, it was a good idea. Uh, and... Um, we head her up to Kingston, head on the Boston Pizza, get greased up, sleep in a freaking uh, uh, casino parking lot where we're going to meet Kyle in the morning. So uh, we meet him, 
hit to the border and we get pulled in and thinking nothing of it. They just want to search the trailer, blah, blah, blah. Well, sure as shit, young Ken Clark at a ripe age of 18 had a little bit of a break and enter thing go on. He got charged back then. 35 years later, he gets kicked out across the border and they give us a freaking cop escort through the thing under the bridge back to Canada. So we had to take him back. Well, hold on. At this point, were you thinking like, oh, fuck, we're we're done? Like, did the border guys say anything like, you guys can't come? or No, no, it was just like, he can't, you can that's literally, he's like, you guys can just go drop a box across and just come right back in. Oh. That's literally how the guy was, the guy that said it, that we were in there. It was like a two-hour ordeal. Yeah. And every, we're all hung over. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it was just kind of like, oh, man, this isn't... So they tow us back across. So we take him back to where Kyle left his truck. So we're just like, here, he gets in the truck and he drives it back to, to uh, Barry, where he lives. And we beeline it back across the border. They Which just is like not a short drive. I mean, that what's that four hours, right? Uh, you just three, good. yeah, three and a half, three yeah. and a half hours. So, um, they literally just let us back through. But the funny thing was, we get in there, and the guy's like, You were just here, right? They're like, Yeah, yeah, we're those guys. He's like, All right, cool, cool. He's like, Hey, stupid question, but like, he's not hiding in the back, right? And we're like, No, no, we kind of like laughing. He's like, No, I'm serious. And like, No, man, we wouldn't do it. He's like, Dude, I'm serious. If he's back there, you're all never crossing the border. We're like, Look, man, like go back and look if you want. We're serious. Like, we got we don't have them here. Like, and he's like, nah, I'm just kidding, guys. Go ahead. Right. So anyway, we get across the border, and, and it's the first thing we do is take a picture, a big American flag with us giving the finger to hammer, saying, you know, screw you, see you later, buddy. And then he pretty much just got erased from the trip after that. <laughs> um, other than that, and that was like well, four hours from there to the track. Um, and if you said you've been there before, I've never been. Like, it is literally yeah. in the middle of like the suburbs yeah it's like weird you think you're not you're like is the map taking us the right way a hundred percent so yeah. we're driving through we hit a walmart get some groceries and stuff and then we're driving and i'm like man is this like is this really weird i've i've heard of it i've heard that people say that mm-hmm. but i figured it might have like opened up to where it was or something but no it's right in the middle right beside a couple of high schools big huge soccer fields the legion and then boom you're right into where southwick is and it's then it's all kind of tucked down into this valley and stuff and uh, pulled in there and then it was just, just excitement from that point on. It was, uh, ran into Keith Johnson right away who set us up, uh, with the parking spot and we got, we had water all weekend and all that good stuff. And, um, then Cal Keith showed up, which was kind of cool. So we had a couple of Canadian contingent, uh, there. And, um, next thing you know, we go and walk to, uh, I'm like, Hey, let's go check out the track. So we get to the kind of crest, like where you go down to where the Starcade is and there's a couple of American guys there. He's like, hey, I recognize that guy. And he's like, what about the, how about the whole shit? He says the thing like Travers and Costa saying TV. I'm like, oh, hey, that wasn't me. Those other guys, oh, yeah, we love Canada, blah, blah, blah. And like, we love you guys when you're on Pulp, man. Where's your buddy New? I'm like, ah, oh, he bailed, man. He's, he's a goof. He doesn't what? want to show up. What? And yeah. And then, uh, yeah, what that Mattis guy, you said he was coming. Hey, what a dick. And they, these guys were kind of like mad at first. It was kind of funny. And then they were just joking. So we check out the track. And uh, for me, I mean, I've watched every race. I've always wanted to go there. I'm walking the track, and I'm like, man, I remember this spot here and this spot here. And that's where Carmichael went down when Reed beat him in the moto. And and uh, so it was kind of cool just, you know, walking around and looking at, at the history um, of it. And it's not, like, really big. Like, when you go to Millville, uh, like you just learned Ken, or you go to Glen Helen, like, they're yeah, huge yeah. areas. Like, this yeah. is a lot smaller than you'd think for some of the other ones that I've been to. So um, that was kind of unique to see. Um, and then we just kind of hung out and then it was Friday practice. Um, and 
I went out for four sessions. I think, yeah, four sessions. I went out for the first two and then like the last two. I waited until I got rough, guys, because I was in good shape. Um, it wasn't very fun at all, smooth. Like it was not fun. It was it, it wasn't like a fast track, like for like go for dunes comparable kind of thing. It go for dunes is a lot more funner when it isn't rough because you're really swinging your turns and like that, where these are a lot tighter turns and and it just wasn't fun when it smooth. It was way better when it got rougher. And it reminded me of like Innisfil, uh Noof. You mm-hmm. know that track? Mm-hmm. Like a slower rough, deeper holes, kind of jumping over pockets and stuff like that. Similar kind of toughness, I'd say, but I think the reason my golfer would probably be tougher because you're at a lot higher rate of speed, so there's a little bit more intensity and um, aggression while you're riding. And I think that would like, <laughs> sorry, make it so uh, you get a lot t- more tired. I think at uh, at Gopher compared to Southwick. Um, we signed up for the races, so um, I was going to do two classes, and then they had this team event. And well, then I come to find out that the team event is three motos. And of course, I'm thinking to myself, everybody that's born and bred down here is the toughest son of a bitch on a bike. They're probably going to be like 30 minute motos. I'm like, okay, man, this isn't going to be good. Um, so I backed out of my 45 plus. I probably ended up, could have riding it because a, a one poor old fella ended up eating shit on like moto three. And it took like an hour to peel them off the track. Um, so they were way behind. So they had shortened laps and shortened motos and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, um, so that was kind of a drag on that side of things, but yeah, three motors for the team thing, 48. So why did you ride 40 and not 45? Why didn't you go for the, uh, 40A was the pay class. Oh, you were there for the money. I was there for the money. And then I forgot to pick it up anyway. Um, so actually I don't even know if I got any. I got fourth out of like 15 well, or whatever it was. So I'm I don't know if I got paid. I'm trying to figure out if you actually raced or not. Cause I still can't find any results. Well, we can get into that part. So. <laughs> I was telling a couple of people the story. This is literally the truest vet race I've ever been to. It was, there was no noise. There was no kids. There was like no partying. There was like, it was super relaxed, super quiet. Friday was like a ghost town. There was like nobody there. Um, There's maybe a hundred bikes. And I'm like, man, I'm like, Oh man, is nobody coming this year? Like did something happen? And, and then everybody just showed up Saturday morning, I guess, you know, the local feel. Um, So it was, it was packed. They had probably over 500 entries, but no online registrations. You had to do the old school thing, get up and fill out a piece of paper and do that. And then they had to, you had to stand wait to yeah. stand in line. Then you had to wait for the, the schedule to be put out. Yeah. Then, then this, and then that. And so you guys knowing me being the ammo, uh, oh, yeah. organized and loving being organized. I was like, Oh my God, I can't, how can you run a race like this? Like what's going on right now? Like why are, why is this taking so long? What is happening here? Why they should be starting the race. Here and I'm talking in my own head and I'm talking to Darcy and, 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 uh, Berkey about it. We're just kind of laughing and cause whatever we were there. And, and, um, but, um, and we were talking about, uh, I, I told Keith at him, I'm like, Hey man, hit me up. I'll come down and run this thing for you, but I'll show you what's going on and speed it all up and stuff. But, uh, um, super fun event, like going there and new, I don't know if you remember this because you said it was a long time, but I, I almost felt like I was going to the East coast. Yeah. Like everybody just super friendly, Lots of talking, lots of bench racing, just hanging out. We, we were hanging out. Those guys, it was pretty funny. Darcy Quinlan, he's new to the sport in a sense that doesn't know a lot. He used to race quads. We made fun of him a ton for that. Um, doesn't know who John Dowd is. Doesn't know who Doug Henry is. Doesn't know Johnson. Doesn't know Tread. Doesn't cool. know, didn't know anything about the history of Southwick, really. Didn't know who Brad Anderson, Heath cool. Harrison. He's like, but you know, when he had a couple of beers, he's like, by the end of this weekend, John Dodd's going to know who I am. John Dodd. <laughs> he's calling him John Dodd and Tim Fury. <laughs> Tim Fury, which I think is the name of that fighter. 
Uh, I think I it's Tyson, um, Tyson Fury. Yeah. No, Tyson and Tommy Fury or whatever. Tommy, yeah. yeah so, yeah, super relaxed. Keith was uh, they their family parked beside us. So we had a really good time, just kind of hanging out and talking shop. We met a bunch of American guys that knew the show. Uh, there's a huge pulp following there. Like yeah. we were, we were like I was. People were coming up to me nonstop. Man, love you on pulp, man. Pulp this, pulp, pulp, pulp. This yeah. one guy, Charlie, came up and he's like, "Metal's up, dude." He's an older guy. I think he was in the plus fifty class because he was a couple before my plus forty. Maybe the 55 plus. And he comes up, he's like, metal's up. I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, how's it going, man? Good show. And he's like, yeah. And he's talking in that Boston accent. What about that man, Steve, there? Not coming down here. That's a little bit of bullshit, eh? Like, like that's my shitty Boston accent. <laughs> but he was kind of like, he was pretty fired up about it. It was kind of intense for a moment. And I'm like, well, you know, just things happen, blah, blah, blah. And, and then he was kind of making fun of it, making fun of us and the show. And he's like, I love what you guys are doing, man. Keep it up. And he listens to the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered show. And uh, so we got some American following there. But that was pretty funny. And then um, we, we meet these guys. I wish I knew their names. I've been trying to find the results, like you said. If I can't, I only know their last name, the Chamberlains. And they do some design work for the OG company that Darcy rides for. He had the gear on. These guys are shooting the breeze. And they're these two big, huge brothers, man. Like big, the photo, huge, yeah, yeah, big boys. Big boys, right? Big guys. And they're just like, they're from Michigan. And they start talking this. He's like, yeah, man, the shows and this and that. We're like, and they're like, hey, do you guys, we've been talking for like 10 minutes. He's like, do you guys know that Galdi and Noof guy? And I'm like, hey, what's up, man? I'm Galdi. No way, man. Holy shit. So good to meet you guys. All oh, that Noof, you love you guys. So that was kind of cool. There's some cool little following and people knowing what we've done with Steve. And, you know, thanks to Steve for giving us a bit of the avenue with that. And then obviously what we're doing now. And uh, the racing was was super fun. I got two banger starts in the second two motors. I got a shit start in the first one. And um, I beat Tim Ferry in the last one, which made me happy. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's at his all-time best, but that doesn't matter. I uh, in a four-lap race, factory Cowie. I don't believe that he's in the same speed when he was, you know, winning outdoor nationals in 07 <laughs> and stuff. Um, so that was kind of fun. KJ was a beauty. Uh, we, his old man. I got to meet his old man. He calls him. He calls his son the Phantom because he never answers text messages. He's never around. I'm texting him trying to find things. Doesn't answer. And then he comments on a on a picture on my Instagram. I'm like, dude, I've been texting you. He's like, oh man, I don't know. I never look at my phone. I'm like, but you you commented on Instagram. Well, it's kind of fun using that and and stuff. And um, but uh, that was about it. I mean, so, lots of beers and a couple steaks. Have, yeah, good food, right? You had good steaks, oh. you said? Uh, yeah, no, steaks are good. Not We should have got some thicker ones. The Walmart ones weren't, weren't <laughs> the best. But uh, um, no, we cooked up some good food. We actually were out of food on Sunday. We ate everything Friday, Thursday night, Friday, and Saturday for breakfast. So I had to order a pizza. So before the last T-Moto, I call this pizza place. It's like a mile away. They won't deliver to the track. Um, <laughs> and so I'm like, all right. So we literally, I come in, we off the moto, rip out of my gear, race over there to get pizza come back we got pizza darcy and the boys and out and uh, berkey clean up all the bikes loaded up all the trailer those plugs go and get their trophies because they won 30b and 35b yeah and i just they don't take pictures i get nothing i didn't get a trophy i didn't get you nothing got I, get, I got pizza i get i didn't get pictures taken or nothing from those guys or whatever but so it was was uh pretty cool experience for sure man like those like obviously the the guys are everybody's very friendly i think it's an event that people would love the sand track the cool thing about it, like like new, you know, you go to Glen Helen, it's a tough track for the vet mm-hmm. race. Gets yeah, choppy, gnarly. Like there's a lot more. Like any racer that has been racing always wants to go as fast as they can in the moment, no matter what level you're at. And at Glen Helen, I think there's a shit ton of risk, no matter yeah. what, what class you're in. Yeah, right. 
it's so there's no risk man yeah. like it's if you crash you're gonna swap in the sand there's no right. high speed their only high speed is coming down like beside the start straight there and it, even then you're still like you're super focused um so th- that kind of thing it's it's a very vet friendly atmosphere as far as i go no big jumps just yeah. the finish line which is just a step down which is easy to do and but uh we had i had a boss man I had a, like the freaking uh blue crew yamaha banged out some starts and like battled with kj a little bit but he's he still rips um i think you would have been able to beat him new for give him a good hunt for sure because he was probably about as far well he was as far a gap as you were at gopher but i would have been closing the gap like i was towards deschambeau oh, this summer right here we go <laughs> what uh so obviously we've done world vet at glen helen a couple times now each um my question was going to be like, did it, I know you said it, this was the true ultimate. Every time I've done world vet, I feel, and that that's me, of course. And you always poke fun at me because I take everything so serious when it comes to racing. But like, even you last year, I mean, that what Glenn Helm wasn't a ton of fun as far as like, dude, the clock, like it's stack competition and you're yeah. always in a battle and fucking guys in front of you, big crashes and stuff like that. What I'm taking out of this is this is like complete opposite of what GH one hundred percent competition yeah. was good for guys like yeah. us. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there was there's a class there for a guy like Ken, a guy dude, yeah. you probably saw in one of the pictures. The dude showed up with a paddle tire off. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah. And <laughs> it that was the biggest mistake of someone's life. And it was, I swear to God, it was like his, the width of my finger. It was the smallest tire ever. I don't even know how he even got around the track. Actually, was there barely... as much? Uh, was there as much sandbagging in the classes? None. I think the only yeah. sandbaggers are the two guys I brought. <laughs> yeah probably right yeah dude they won uh both well berkey won his class by i don't know seven eight seconds probably and darcy won actually the guy one of the pork chop brothers was right on him actually in both the motos but he ended up winning it but uh those guys they, they rode good actually it was fun watching yeah. them and, but, excuse me boys i got dry cough from the states out there um and uh but uh yeah way way more relaxed atmosphere like so, zero intensity on anything so what's so what are we planning for next year world vet or northeast vet no i'm done with glen ellen i'm not going there ever. I've, I've checked that off my list if i'm gonna if i'm doing any vet things i would like to do the Southwick thing again that was super fun uh now that i know the lay of the land and what it's all about and stuff as well yeah and then but i'd like to do i think we're you know supposedly maybe going to england um I met those well, guys this weekend. That hasn't been talked about that much since Steve. Well, I did get, I, I got a post. That's all I know. There's documentation, right? Uh, so uh, if post, I get so. invited, that means I'm just jumping on your coattails. Uh, oh, well, I mean, such is life, buddy. That's sort of the way we roll right now. <laughs> um, I do that. And then so, um, I'd love to do the Red Bud one, but I believe it's the same weekend as uh, Walton every year, yeah. I think. Okay. It was Transcan. So, but. How, uh, um, How'd you do? We never did, like I said, we didn't see the result. What were your motives? Uh, I went 4 4 and 48 behind Brad Anderson, Keith Johnson, and Andy Matow. Matthew. Yeah. yeah. Um, I should have beat him in the first one, but he was definitely faster in the second one. Yeah. Um, but, and then in the the team thing, I went 14 12 8. Yeah. Um, first one, I probably started 20th. I think I got up to about 14th. Second moto started third and fell on lap two. Just a tip over, and I was just, I couldn't even breathe after that. I was so exhausted. <laughs> yeah. And I fell back to 12th. And then the last one, I started third, made a mistake, like in turn two. And three or four guys got by me right there, and then I finished eighth. So I was pretty pumped. The last ride was going, again, they were pretty short motos because of the way the day was. So they were originally supposed to be six laps each moto, which put, would have been 
about a 12-ish, 14-minute mm-hmm. moto kind of thing, maybe 15. Mm-hmm. And um, they ended up dogging those down a little bit. Well, that's the other issue with Glen Helen. I mean, I, I get it. It's quote-unquote world. But, man, those those pro motos, so 30 pro, 40 pro, every, dude, the motos were too fucking long. We're vet riders. Well, they put the purse up. I think that's the idea of it. So you got to really yeah, earn that yeah. money. Yeah. Um, there was just payback here for this. I don't even know what it was or whatever. But it was like, it was the biggest thing with the vet deals is that, uh, you know, you got a guy like Ken Clark. He'll want to do 50, 40, and 30. Yeah. Right? You'd, you, I, I, If I was riding, I, do with, I would do 40, 30, and 25 usually. Yeah. So it's hard to build this schedule to yeah. make sure you're not back-to-back and you got to, like, so you got to add these B, C numbers and then the 55 and the 45 and the 35 just to, like, um, mm-hmm. I, think, I think you should just make it, like, a limit of two classes um, that you can ride kind of thing. Don't allow guys more than three classes. And then as a promoter, you're putting more money in your pocket too. Yeah. But, um, but um, Dowdy was there too. He hasn't ridden in three years. Talked yeah. to him for oh, a half hour or so. And he was pretty pumped after the fact that we came. And he's like, man, you guys, I was watching. Got you. I got the good start. He's like, you had that great start, man. I was all excited and stuff. And, and so, I mean, I, I know Dowdy decently, but like, you know, we're not, yeah. we're not sharing Christmas cards, but no. like it, it was, he was pumped to see some people travel and kind of come and support yeah. it. And, and I, I honestly feel like it could be a, a way more attractive event with a little bit better organization just for the simple fact to make it like almost vet people are dumb, right? They don't, yeah. but if you make it easy for them to register online, they just show up, they know where to be. They don't got to walk up and check in and take a picture of the, of the, of the uh, schedule yeah, and things like yeah. you know, all those kind of little simplistic things. Um, they didn't start racing till like almost 11. Yeah. And all like that kind of, I just, you know, speed up those things. They give a little bit longer motos, a little break to groom the track. Uh, Doug Henry was there. He was doing a, a, a fundraising thing. Um, I can't remember what he was raising money for, but he had a shit ton of really cool items. Um, like Jet Lawrence plastic and freaking, mm-hmm. uh, he had a Doug Henry jersey from back in the day and James Stewart stuff. There's a bunch of really cool items. Um, I can't remember who won them all, but I didn't win anything. Um, but um, yeah, just like fun seeing those guys, that Kaplan who was like yeah. a big, a big dealer? The guy with the big choppers. Yeah. He was there. There's a bunch of videos on his YouTube. You can that watch. Guy's and see wild, eh? He's like pretty he's, gnarly. Yeah, like he's yeah. wearing a cowboy hat, right, or something. Yeah, he's yeah. he's built like a brick shit house too, man. He's but a big. Isn't huge everybody guy. in New England like they're all ripped? I feel like everyone's in good shape. I today, I, right? I feel like there's something in the food out there, man. Nobody looks that. If you're going to America and assume everybody's fat, don't go there. No. They all look like they don't go to McDonald's ever. No. Freaking KJ looks like he's about he's like a twenty five year old man. He's ripped. Right. He's freaking ripped. Um, um, but uh, Brad Anderson was ripping good. Heath Harrison was there. That's sort of the younger fast guy. He won. He won two out of the three team motos, and Aunt Brad Anderson won the other one. Uh, like I said, Neville Bradshaw, Tim Ferry, Andy Harrington. Um, did those guys was, did those guys all camp at the track, or were they? No, the they went to a hotel. They went to a hotel. So Friday night was like extremely quiet. Yeah. Like, um, I was, we were having some beers and laughing when we ate those steaks. And I'm like, hey, I guess I might as well go to bed. It's just kind of boring around here. Those guys, uh, both Darcy and Berkey, they were pretty tired though, too. They gave her pretty hard on the Thursday night. Yeah. Um, I did all the driving and stuff like that. But uh, it was, yeah, I, if people are wondering and listening and they're looking for something like a fun thing, I think this event is kind of like, it's on the rise. Like, it's kind of moving forward. And I think it just a little bit of organization. Um, and uh, a little bit of uh, just a little hype to it. Maybe just make it just a little more. They had a, a little gathering at the end of it there on the Saturday. It was, but it was kind of quiet. Like it wasn't 
I mean, not that it needed to get rowdy, but I think they could have had some tunes on and maybe add a couple stupid, maybe, maybe add like some dumb awards. Like, you know, uh, a biggest cherry picker would have went to uh, Darcy or Alec or Alex, sorry, Kyle Burke, the guys in my show, cherry pickers. Let's make fun of those guys. Um, Fattest guy, slowest guy. Why would you run a paddle tire guy? Uh, I don't know if you ride a 01 CR125 guy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, you, it, it would have been fun if all those guys you, you grew up sort of hanging out with there and stuff. They were Treadwell couldn't make it. He was working, I guess. Okay. So he couldn't make it. But other than that, the rest of them were there. Jojo Keller was there hanging out. Yeah. Um, talking smack. J, uh, Jimmy Dakotas uh, was racing. Oh, he goes, I I can't believe he doesn't race pro all the time. So God almighty, he goes fast. Like he was so fast around that track. So well, fast. He rides that one extremely well. I mean, yeah. I mean, we yeah. got we got a chance to watch him this summer. And I mean, he was, I mean, obviously in the 125, he was still really good, but dude, he qualified like top 10 there on the 250 there this year. The national. Dude, he qualified first. Oh, was it first? Yeah. <laughs> well, there he you qualified go. First, yeah. 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 But uh, it was just impressive to watch kind of up front, like just certain holes he was doing differently than others. Yeah. And, and so I watched him in the 25 plus, I think it was that he was racing. Because uh, that's where he races. They still have the, thirty plus. No, it's thirty plus. Is the start still dirt to asphalt to dirt? No, all the asphalt is gone. They it's took gone. it out in two thousand sixteen okay. when the national came back after Keith bought it. it okay. All these big slabs are laying on the out in, beside the woods. Yeah. And we were talking to his dad about that, and uh, uh, they're going to put them in there for a bunch of trailers to come and people can use them as wash pads and yeah. stuff like that. I guess. Huh. But uh, like, yeah, cool, cool facility. Like. It's kind of neat. You, you wouldn't even know the track. Like you pit and you're looking around like, oh, I wonder where the track yeah. is. And then you crest this hill and there it is, all this kind of down in the valley, just beautiful trees. And, you know, when a sand track's all greened up, it just looks pristine. And yeah, it was uh, was pretty neat. Uh, pretty neat. I'm glad I got it off the bucket list. I had tons of fun. We had a great weekend. I get to laugh with my friend not getting across the border. So now we've got jokes I, I don't know till we're dead. Like I'm, I gotta make fun. like he shows. So I, it's pretty funny. On the Thursday, we landed the track and I start Facetiming my kids. And sure as shit, he's pulling in to get his van. I'm like, oh, what's he getting his van for? I just, I, don't know, I wanted to get it, and not leave it at my house all weekend. So Amy's like, oh, look who's here, Hammer's here, and like she knew that that he didn't get across. I'm like, Amy, hide the cash, put all the kids' toys away, lock the doors, man. That guy's a Very felon. He's, he's gonna try to rob you. Lock the doors and all. <laughs> Just every day, we were driving by prisons. We're sending pictures of the prisons and and freaking cop cars and all all kinds of stuff, man. It was freaking freaking too funny. We were having a good laugh with that. And um, well, and, and the Berkey and Quinlan were at each other steady. Actually, I'm gonna goon them on the show because they'll listen to it. So they're talking smack each other the entire time down there. And Berkey owns Quinlan at San Lee, and then Quinlan kind of seems to be able to beat him everywhere else. And uh, I'm like, this is gonna be great, boys. I'm gonna watch 30B because I can I can video it and this and that. And Berkey doesn't ride it. Yeah. Berkey he goes in the 35B instead of it. So they don't race against each other, but they do in the team thing. And Quinlan dusted him in the team part. So Berkey was, did, our, uh, was our weak link. <laughs> did Darcy let you know how good he was riding though all week? Oh, buddy, you don't well, yeah, I guess you do know. You just asked. Yes, it was relentless. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable the confidence that that 30B racer has in his riding ability. <laughs> He yeah. is the most confident 30B racer I've ever met in my life. And I don't he, know near as it's well as Dar you, but... It's Darcy Lawrence. Darcy Lawrence. It's Darcy Lawrence. That's what it is. Yeah. Darcy Lawrence. Yeah. No, <laughs> we were having a good time with that. Did you see that guy? I smashed him. I smashed that guy. 
Yeah. We're going on the way down there. Hammer knows a bunch of quad guys that come to like Vondies and yeah. get their bike work done. And, and Darcy used to get quad guys. He's like, oh, you know this guy? He's like, yeah. Hammer texts him, and, and he's the guy writes back. He's like, oh, that guy used to be so good on quads. We're like, oh my god. Yeah. I'm like, who's go? Who cares? Quad racers. <laughs> so, yeah. No, it was a good uh, good time, man. It was fun. I hope next year you guys can we can make that a part of it or, or something. Because uh, we're all. I just. In. I, it'll probably be the same date again next year, right around the the second week of October, right after our Thanksgiving. So, uh, seems to be the time, and 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 I'm in. What about uh, before we end this thing up, Madison Hat this weekend? Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure the list of riders is basically the same with the which is in Gopher minus Preston Masiangelo. I don't think he's going. Um, I'm well, guessing no, Harrison. It's minus that? a bunch of guys, isn't it? Well, um, no I'm, Cole Thompson. Oh, is he not going? Oh, I didn't even know that actually. Okay. No, no Cole Thompson, no Preston Masiangelo, no uh Tyler Gibbs. Oh, no, no Tanner Ward either. Uh no Tanner Ward. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, okay. Maybe I will yeah. lay off. You gotta dude, you're in the media. You gotta do your research. Well, <laughs> that was your job this weekend, dude. Myself <laughs> well, and Ken. My myself and Ken were on event. Okay, well they keep going. Tell us about Medicine Hat. Well, that's all I know. Are you going? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm out. Are you still going to Calgary? I'm going to Calgary, yeah. With an empty trailer for dirt bikes, right? Uh, that's the plan, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, we got to talk about that because I think some people might want to do it, actually. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm out. It's, it, dude, it's hard to get to Medicine Hat. Yeah, well, you got to go to Calgary and then down. Oh, no, yeah, you, you go can to... get a flight there, but it doesn't work out. And then if you flew to Calgary... Why would you, you go anyway? To... Huh? Why would you be going? Well, I'll go help Piccolo. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because, but we're just doing a, yeah. Anyways, I'm not going. You That's got a local decided. buddy that can help him out? Uh, his dad can do it this weekend. Oh, there you go. Cool. Nice. But uh, no, I think, I mean, taking those guys out, it's going to be maybe a little bit lackluster. But I mean, you still got Piccolo, you got Harrison, Amiot. Uh, Amiot. Actually, is he going or not? Right? Because the deal is done, but it's not official. Like, it's not announced with the, the Harrison Walton team. No, 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 with Walton, right? With Quinn on a cow. Oh, yeah. Quinn, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's going. It's okay, because I, I know he doesn't have bikes right now. I don't he's been training on a freaking TTR one ten or one twenty five. Madlock's just in Alberta. The the he'll be he'll be there. Hope so. Okay. I, I haven't texted enough. Like I yeah. said, I've been on I've been on an adventure. That that uh, ball has been in your court. So uh Julian Bennick will be there. And Bennick, obviously we were hard on him on the last pod. Um, if you follow his social, he's been working hard. Yeah. Yeah, I see that actually. Yeah, and I actually spoke to him on the phone when he he texted me and said, "Hey Ryan, do you have a few minutes to talk?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, here we go. He's just going to be all upset about this." But um, no, it was a really good conversation I had with him on the phone. He knows that he needs to work hard. He knows that the potential's there, and he needs to get his shit together. He wants to do Supercross this winter, um, but he wants to finish out. He he's going there thinking that he can win. So oh good okay. Um, medicine hat which i think he has the talent too especially in a hockey size arena i think yeah be, I think be good. um sounds like justin thompson's building the track um so uh, i think actually brandon dean's out there he flew out on tuesday oh, or flying so out today I was, told, I was told today that justin was building the track okay but, maybe he's going too because brandon from vision built there built me a track out here in ontario yeah um for an animal thing for next year and uh he said he was leaving tuesday so uh, maybe yeah. they're both there maybe they're both yeah there. maybe so but uh yeah be interesting to see how it goes i mean 
I'm kind of curious to see what the crowd will be like. A town that has never had arena cross in it, at least as long as I've known, there hasn't been an arena cross in. Uh, no, Madison. didn't they have? Didn't they have one in 2000? Remember when Blackfoot went there and Whipple? I don't, I don't remember. That was Lethbridge, no? I, I thought they I had one in Medicine Hat that year too, but. But okay. what I will say, yeah. uh, uh, Alberta has supported arena cross really well over the last couple of years, with uh, Brooks being a success there for a couple of years. Yep. And, uh, uh, Rimby last year, Rimby, uh, yeah. Rimby, you know, I am the defending champion. I got to get the number one plates printed up for that here. New up. The, you're, you're seriously running a one. Well, that's what you're supposed to do when you win championship. Oh my <laughs> God. You race a guy that was in the junior class. Hey. Oh my God. You were such a poser. Oh when my the, God. When the gate drops, the bullshit stops. Oh my God. Beaten up on a 12 year old kid. <laughs> oh, poor. Okay, well, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Are you, you're obviously doing TV, Golly? You're going down. Yeah, to yeah. Family? Me and Liam, uh, gonna go to that thing with, at Go for News this weekend and then, um, stay over and just drive down after the race and go do TV. I think we'll start at nine o'clock, I would believe, right? Two hours difference. So, live on the Ride TV app and Fox Sports Racing. So, if you're on the couch with FOMO, like Noof, you can tune in and listen to me and Liam call some, call some races. Has there been any chatter about 2024 schedule yet on any? Uh, only one thing that I think you should know about. Remember talking about WCAN stuff? Oh. Yeah. So I'm assuming that that means that, does it mean that the loops is semi a, a question mark for 2024? Hmm. As far as the national goes? Yeah, I don't know. So, because uh, yeah, the I'm uh, hearing the Lethbridge might be added to the yeah to the well, scene. For... Be, I mean, we talked about that, and I think that'd be a good venue for it for sure. But yeah, I'm just wondering when you think we'll see. You think it's going to drag on into oh yeah January again? And I know I just you always have hopes that you're going to see something before Christmas. But well, ammo schedule will be out December first, just like last year, and then hopefully right after that weekend, the schedule for 2025 or no, what year are we in right now? Sorry, 2024 ammo yeah. arena cross yeah. will be posted pretty much right after that as well. We'll have the meetings with the well. We got to book those dates when you get out here, so that's how early you got to book them. So yeah, well, we'll we there'll be a lot of talk the whole time, you know, depending on how our relationship goes on. Before before you add up how much money you've lost, you already have to pre-book the dates and give the deposit for the following year. I can. This is going so well so far. Basically, every time I talk to Noof, my budget gets higher. <laughs> Like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, we need that. Oh, okay, yeah, we need that. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, Just, yeah, they're so good at spending people, other people's money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, big shout out KTM Canada, Husqvarna Canada, Gas Gas Canada, Race Tech Suspension, Charlie Johnston Racing Suspension, Bristol Coachworks, and CallisMoto.com. Support them. They support us. If you guys like what we do, uh, they help us out. And uh, we're going to be starting kicking off here very soon, probably this week or next, on Chasing Down some 2024 plans and ideas and sponsors for people that uh, enjoy what we do here at Canadian Motocross Unfiltered. Ken, I'm extremely proud of you. Um, I will need you to submit a um, your invoices and your okay. travel. No, and well, my, <laughs> my wife was with me, so she's on top of all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Noof, um, has anybody bought your bike, your kid's bike? Uh, I had a guy come look at it last night. Oh, crap. That's it. She's gone. She's no, gone. He didn't buy it. He, uh, didn't buy it. he didn't budge on He didn't offer you like Have 2K you ever sold? Like, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I've never in my life sold a motorcycle before. I've really? only sold a couple. and yeah, <laughs> I've never. 
I've never had to sell that many either, Ken. We've we've been pretty and spoiled that way. Yeah, it's no. really weird what people ask you. Yeah, like, like what? And, what? Where are some examples? Well, they want it. Well, everybody asks how many hours are on it, right? Like, and that's kind of common sense. People ask, well, how many hours are on it? Well, is there any issues with it? Is there anything that you've done to it? Um, and then they want to know. Uh, they want to start it and they want to listen to it, and then yeah, they want to know. Like you can none tell. of this is weird. This is none of this is weird. To me, it is. So you you go and buy stuff often that just doesn't run, and you don't see if it runs. Oh, hey, that looks pretty good on the outside. I'll be honest with you, not to sound like a dick, I don't ever buy anything used. <laughs> yeah, I know that's the problem with us. We've never had anything used. Oh, that's pretty hilarious. Like, then, then they want to stand there and they want to talk to you for a while, and then they they're like, "Oh, so you race?" And it's just like, I don't really want to fucking hang out right now. Like yeah, I'm standing outside in my alleyway yeah. with this bike, and it's like do you want it for this amount or not? And then they're like, well, I got to think about it. And then they leave and you never hear from them again. Yeah. Yeah. Or are they but, just uh, spotted your house and they're going to steal it. Yeah. They steal all the other shit it. in my garage. Sc yeah. Scoped you. But uh, yeah, uh, that's an experience, but I don't know. If you, you, want, you should buy it. Second bike for Riley, golly. I'll ship it out to you. I got to go try to sell a 23 and a 22 KX60 and then buy two new bikes. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds. Yeah, no. Well, I'm not. I gotta sell these things so I can buy things. <laughs> That's what people that aren't rich do. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, hopefully it's gone soon because I'm over it. I hate fifties. You are. You are over it. Oh, you well, you gotta get rid of. You don't have to work on it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Proud of you, Ken. Miss you, Nuf. We'll talk soon, boys. Yep. Sounds good. See you, boys. Yep. See you later.